G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Something very special coming up in March. Community leaders in both Melbourne and Sydney are going to be asked to enter into a public conversation looking to distinguish between Islam and Islamism. Sounds confusing? Well, as Christians, we recognize the importance of a conversation like that. We can't underestimate the threat that radical Islam presents to the world, where those Muslims on the peaceful side of Islam have the potential to move in a different direction, towards what we might describe as political Islamism. That's the side that culminates in terrorist activity and supremacist caliphate theology. Longtime freedom advocate Vicky Jansen says Christians and Muslims can disagree on theology, but we can't afford to disagree on liberty. She's behind a public conversation with Dr. Zudi Jasser, who's the founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, AIFD. And Vicky's joining us. Hello, Vicky. Welcome along to 2020. Oh, thanks, Neil. Good to be here. Fantastic. Vicky, this is a different way of approaching the issue of Islam and from a Christian perspective, because I imagine that most people don't appreciate that there's a real conflict that goes on within the religion of Islam. No, I think that's true, Neil. I think that we spend a lot of time, you know, discussing about what real Islam is and what, who the true Muslims are and, and making all sorts of judgments about that. But at the end of the day, it's a bit like saying, I guess, what's true, you know, uh, Mormon, Mormon theology and what's true, Je- you know, Jehovah's Witness theology and what's true Catholicism and what's true. At the end of the day, we can live with a lot of people uh, with different theologies um, because we have a certain respect for, well, that's your choice to reach those conclusions. And uh, there's a lot of people within Islam who disagree with political Islam, if we can call it that, Islamism, political Islam. They disagree with Sharia laws and and, uh, caliphate theology. And so they want to make that distinction, but we just tend to brush it all as as Islam. So, um, you know, you've got, you know cultural Muslims, you've got free-thinking Muslims, you've got fundamentalist Muslims, you've got different sects of Islam... So it is incredibly complex. So I think this is a way to say, well, do you support a separation of what we would say church and state? This is a separation from mosque and state, which would actually cut off the political arm of Islam uh, so that citizens can live fully and freely in liberty. 
And there is a sense, isn't there, that as a Christian, uh, people could be critical of you if you were simply lecturing Islam about what they ought to do. But you've taken a different approach and you've invited Dr. Zudi Jasser to come to Australia. And he's the American Islamic Forum for Democracy leader. And so you're going to be just introducing the opportunity for these discussions to be entered into the Australian media and uh, get these sorts of things into the headlines well that's right i mean actually i don't know exactly how it happened but i spotted uh this dr Vidi jassa years ago uh in 2012 i actually included him in a um a, a media statement that i put out uh because i was so impressed with his you know you know he basically says that we should be fighting uh for liberty western people who have western freedoms Western Muslims he's talking about, of course, and, and uh, but he's saying that that they should be fighting for freedom for the same sort of with the same sort of aggressive way that Islamists fight for a caliphate. Um, but we're very, I guess, um, you know, we're not passionate or we don't appreciate our freedom enough. We just sort of have it. And so he's somebody who's out there saying, you know, he he's the son of Syrian parents who has lived under, you know, the totalitarian sort of tyrannical regime of Assad and uh, he was born in the States but his father and grandfather you know, have informed him about what that's like and he's a very passionate freedom fighter in the true sense um, so you know holds up the American constitution and the you know founding fathers who were basically Christian um, because he appreciates those values are good for everybody uh, he maintains he's he's a Muslim, and the, the movement that he's also co-founder of is called the um, Muslim Reform Movement, and is a group of like-minded sort of free-thinking uh, Western Muslims. And he does say that in the West we are free to do this. You're not free to have these views in a lot of these other countries, and that's you know, he says they're the ones who have to do something, and the government should be standing on the side of Muslim reformists who um, want to separate mosque and state. Um, so this is what we've done. We've invited him here to Australia to stand on a platform with other Muslim, Australian Muslim academics. And um, the second night he's actually having a conversation with Bernie Power, who is, uh, you know, lectures in Islamic studies at the Melbourne School of Theology. But the first night it is all a completely Muslim panel. And uh, it is for them to have this discussion about the place of liberty in Islam, how to separate mosque and state, and his views about separating Islam from Islamism. I imagine, because as Christians, we know what it is to just be a fence-sitter. A lot of fence-sitter Christians, uh, not really pushing any particular agenda one way or the other. And uh, we often hope that there's some level of revival that moves us in a particular direction. It seems to be that what we're talking about here is that there are a lot of fence-sitter people who are Muslims, and they could be easily uh, guided one way or the other. And there is a sense here in which when you talk about the sort of message uh, that your guest will bring, that he'll be promoting the idea of holding liberty high and not letting that be something that slips between the cracks. Is that the sort of thing that you're thinking of and that will be an influence on those fence-sitter Muslims in Australia? Well, yes, it is actually giving them a choice because if you're brought up in a in, in, one, in a sort of a fundamentalist uh, mosque or community that um, is sticking hardcore to the ancient uh, 
ancient sort of teachings or fundamentalist teachings, because there's all sorts of dispute on what's true and what's not true, but um, then they may not have permission to have another thought, if you know what I mean. So what he's, you know, I believe, you know, there's a, there is a, a well-known scripture that says, you know, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I think that that, that spirit of liberty, that, that uh, when you actually share something and someone else, you know, thinks, I, oh, I've always thought that, or, or maybe that's true, or it can give someone else permission to think differently. And this is what uh, he refers to inoculating the Islamic consciousness with ideas of liberty. Um, and, you know, so this, this is what it's all about, really, uh, is, is to give people choice. Um, you don't have to be, and there was an article that, that um, was in the paper a couple of days ago by Carolyn Overington and, and the Australian, and it was sort of like the choice is sort of Islamism or atheism. But um, what Zudi Jaffa is offering Muslims um, and this Muslim reform movement is a third choice. You don't have to become an atheist or radicalise. This is uh, this is actually um, something that is uh, this whole teaching is about a remedy to radicalisation. So they're not the choices. You can be a God-fearing person who is. A Muslim. Now, I'm not here to argue about the theology, as I said, because it's not an interfaith platform. It is a citizen's platform, how we can live together with different theologies and coexist without, you know, radicalising, having people become violent and, and undermining democracy and human rights. So, yeah, look, it's, it's complicated and it would be really interesting to see how, how he, how he uh, goes, um, you know, expressing all these views to other Muslim people. I like your terminology when you talk about a citizen's platform because whenever there is a terror attack on Australian soil, as you know, uh, there yeah. are criticisms that the Muslim leaders are not doing enough to halt radicalization. Well, what you're going to be introducing into the conversation is an alternative here, and that is that all Muslims, all Australians, need to become friends in freedom. And if we're all friends in freedom, that is an alternative that you can choose, and that may be a weapon against radicalisation in any form. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, it's a ridiculous sort of uh, proposition that we all have to agree on theology or, 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 you know, atheists have to agree to be atheists. And, you know, within the Christian camp, there is many different, um, you know, ideas about uh, aspects of theology. There's quite a lot of dispute on some on some issues, and so we're we're never going to agree on everything. But isn't that the the beauty of the West that we agree to disagree? Um, and so yeah, I just I just find you know, and treating other people the way that we want to be treated, we don't want to you know um, condemn everyone because they think differently to us. There is a place for those uh, theological discussions. But the political, the public space just needs to be where citizens can agree to disagree on, on those, those issues. Yeah, I'm not, not sure if I'm expressing that really well, but... <laughs> I think we've got the nature of what you're actually saying. And uh, I want to commend you, Vicky Jensen, honour to you, because you're taking a different approach here than what I've ever heard of before. You have invited to Australia 
the person who leads the American Islamic Forum for Democracy. And he's going to be in the headlines. His name is Dr. Zudi Jasser. He's going to be here in Australia, Sydney and Melbourne dates, the 12th to the 16th of March, and going to be talking about all of those issues that resolve some of the big challenges that Islam has within, and that is that it comes around freedom issues, the idea that liberty is something to be valued and that whether you are a Muslim on the political side or you're a fence-sitter or a nominal Muslim, that somehow or other you can value the liberty that we all want to have in a free society. Uh, Let me point people to the website where you can get a hold of a booking to be a part of what's happening during the month of March when Dr. Zudi Jasser is in Australia. You can go to Vicky Jansen's website. Now, it's tricky because you've got to remember how you spell Vicky's name. Vicky with an I-E, that's Vicky, V-I-C-K-I-E, Jansen, J-A-N-S-O-N, dot com dot A-U. That's where you can make a booking. You can find out more detail about the other guests who will be appearing as well, and you can be involved in that whole process. VickyJansen.com.au. Vicky, thanks so much for sharing an update with us today on 2020. Oh, thanks so much, Neil. I appreciate it. Look forward to chatting again. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.